Good afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. Holyoke and all the ships at sea. And welcome to everyone at whichever pronoun by which you self-identify. My name is Mike Plaisance, and this is my podcast, Holyoke Brews. This podcast brought to you from the studios of Holyoke Media in downtown Holyoke will be based on the Holyoke Brews newsletter I've begun posting on Facebook. Please check me out and follow me on Facebook. Let's get started with today's. Passionate about the language. Avoid the intersection. Dateline Holyoke. Blogging is to news writing as brushing your teeth is to dentistry. Anybody can blog and brush their teeth. Dentistry and news writing are skills. This comes to you today as an outlet. This is so I can avoid throwing coffee cups through windows when I get pissed off by the drivel that too often masquerades online as news writing. I was a newspaper reporter for over 33 years. I will always think of myself as a reporter. As such, I am passionate about the use and abuse of the language. Blogging is just a dumb word for the nonsense that people on bar stools, in coffee shops, and in their cars and showers have been bleeding out for centuries. The difference now is that internet keyboards give everyone access to the universe. For example, crap like this would qualify as a blog. Quote, The glanks, irrespective of the per se who tamadu gets its mail by bookbinding, college locker room burp burps. Nonsense, I know. Crap, drivel, harmful to no one and useless to all. I've got nothing against blogging. Just don't pretend it's news writing. News writing is a prose style that emphasizes accuracy, brevity, and clarity in delivering stories significant and relevant to readers. Often delivered on mind-bendingly tight deadlines, and I loved it. That's why it pains me so often to read online what passes for news writing. So much of it is unreadable. Solutions to improve news writing include reading daily the Associated Press style book and the Elements of Style by William Strunk Jr. and E.B. White. Those are beautiful, valuable guides. Give your stories before posting them to an editor you trust, if there are any, or a colleague you know is a good writer for advice. Another option locally for reporters who want their news writing to be good is to read the work of staff reporters of the Republican newspaper, my former employer, in print or on MassLive.com. The Republican reporters are the best. Here's stuff that makes me want to grasp a mug in my best Garrett Cole fastball grip and find a pane of glass. I read a story recently that was over 28 inches and 25 paragraphs long about a newly appointed official at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. The story failed to include the salary and benefits the guy would get. That is, without telling readers slash taxpayers how much this guy will cost them. It's the responsibility of a news writer to know that children and money, and not always in that order, are readers' priorities. Bonus. Here's a fun thing to watch. One of the first actions that any high-level local or university education official will take upon settling into his or her plush new office will be to begin looking for the next job, a better-paying, higher-profile job. They stay, despite the leadership promises and goals envisioned 
for three to five years, if that. In a story about a dispute, say a labor union files a grievance against the city, a prominent person contests a job termination, put both parties' reactions high in the story. Don't spend so much space detailing charges of assholeness leveled against someone and then only toward the bottom of the story say, quote, the accused asshole said he was not an asshole or, quote, the accused asshole couldn't be reached for comment, unquote. Remember, most readers skip most of the content of most stories, especially if in reading a newspaper that requires flipping pages to the jump. In the first five paragraphs or so, pump in everything the reader needs to know so they can get on with their shopping or screaming at their kids. You're not writing a novel or short story. Skip the subterfuge. News writing means getting readers in and out. This is wrong. Quote, the platypus bought a candy bar from a blacksmith at the intersection of Northampton and Dwight Streets. Unquote. This is right. Quote, the platypus bought a candy bar from a blacksmith at Northampton and Dwight Streets. You don't need to take up space with using the intersection of. At Northampton and Dwight Streets identifies our hero's location. Now, I have no idea what a platypus is using for money to buy a candy bar, whether such amphibious mammals can even digest a candy bar, or why a blacksmith is selling candy bars. But for our purposes here, that is not relevant. The word serve. Good Lord, stop genuflecting when the use of this word. Quote, she served two terms as governor, unquote. Quote, he served nine terms as senator, unquote. No. You know who serves? People who work in soup kitchens or homeless shelters or in the military. Those people serve. All the others are only employees with government jobs that pay good salaries, with compensations that include health insurance and other benefits, often a company car, travel reimbursement, perhaps even moving costs. That's not serving. That's called getting paid. And stop with lazy stuff like, quote, grave error, unquote, and, quote, contentious debate, unquote. Include details that show why the error should be considered grave. Debates, by definition, are contentious. If in covering such an exchange it rises to the level of being unusual, then explain why that is the case. For example, quote, a counselor jumped from his seat, pointed his finger at another counselor, unquote. Or, quote, in disputing accusations of sexually groping, Wilhelm farted and then fainted, unquote. In short, don't rely on adjectives and adverbs to inform readers. The word evening, as in, the jelly donut exploded last evening, as opposed to the shorter, the jelly donut exploded last night. News writing. Either do it well or go do something else. Till next time. <laughs>